We just wrapped up with Casey Taylor, the head football coach at Indergum High School here in Sacramento. And uh, always fun to talk to Coach Taylor. We had him on. I mean, we were, we were joking at the beginning of the podcast. We had him on yeah. I mean, way, way back in our first year of podcasting. What'd you say, like episode 13? I think it was episode 13. It was definitely before episode 20. It was in the teens. Wow. I remember. That's, that's, so that was a really long time ago. So it's it's crazy yeah. that we had him back on. But I know, um, you know, with him starting his new coaching job at his new school and all that stuff, we didn't want to bug him. And obviously now we bugged him during the middle of them getting ready to go. So I guess we still didn't do a great job of not bugging Coach Taylor. But he's always super <laughs> gracious with his time and was uh, was kind enough to join us. But yeah, it was great hearing from him because he's, he's obviously a great leader, has had a ton of success as a football coach for a ton of years here in the Sacramento area between Del Oro, Capital, and Intercom. Um, yeah. But getting his perspective on this whole pandemic situation and coaching during this this time was really interesting. And I was, uh, you know, really grateful that he was willing to kind of chat with us about those things because, you know, he's he's, yeah. he's living in it right now. He's, he's dealing with all these things right now. Exactly. Yeah. I think he was the first coach that we've interviewed in terms of like things are well obviously because just right now things are starting back up with high school sports right. around sacramento county so that was really interesting to, to hear from his point of view like what's been going on what's been happening and this is what's happening now and we're getting ready and we're excited about it and he had a positive attitude about it and um and i always love chatting with other pe teachers about their zoom stuff so that's always fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love it sure you guys can kind of break down how yeah. things are going for you guys right now especially you know being i mean almost a year to the date right when everything shut down um, yeah it's crazy yeah so yeah. but yeah, yeah we're like you know you'll hear it during the, in the during the uh interview but we're definitely rooting for coach taylor we're definitely rooting for mm -hmm. his football team his athletes and the families yep. and then everybody right now who's you know on the verge of starting this football football season or sports season like we're just we're looking forward to it we're excited and it's definitely needed so um, yeah, yeah. That's, pretty, that's pretty much all we got. So, um, enjoy this awesome. episode with coach Casey Taylor. See ya. All right. Peace. Now it is time. Now it is time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to character combine, character combine. Yeah, you're ready. Yeah, you're ready. When he goes beyond the scoreboard, the scoreboard coaches, coaches, I want you to have the type of voice, type of voice that your athletes will hear decades later and still recognize the leadership that you hold in their life. Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto. And I am Deb McCollum. And today we have one of our favorites, uh, a longtime friend of the Character Combine, the head football coach at Indercom High School, Casey Taylor. What's up, coach? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's been too long. Man, I was, I, sometimes it feels like you were on the show not that long ago. And then when I look back at the episodes, you were on, it was like episode. I was 13. like episode 13, I think. Oh, is it that? Oh, really? I'm way off. That was a long time ago. We shouldn't have waited this long. Yeah. You got a lot of important guests. I get it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not like you're not busy, right? You yeah, know, you moved, you started, started at a new school. And then as soon as you start this new school, like, all of this nonsense is happening with the pandemic. So, um, you know, and obviously we're hoping that things are moving in the right direction now, but we definitely appreciate you taking some time to talk to us, coach. We always like hearing from right, you. Right. Anytime. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we're just going to kind of jump yeah. into it. Like right. you obviously started a new school. I mean, yeah. we've, we've brought you up on the podcast before along with uh, Jason Tenner. And I think there was one other person. I, I can't remember the coach, Deb, maybe you can rem remind me, but uh, these are coaches that started new jobs <laughs> during the middle of this whole thing. And then you haven't even really seen your team that much like you would normally, like, what is, what has that experience been like? Well, it's been very unique. You know, I think, um, in, uh, you know, in March, uh, mid-March, um, got let go at Capital Christian and, um, kind of get thrown into a spin cycle a little bit of, you kind of go to, you know, it's, a, we're in a pandemic. Um, there's, you know, not many, everybody's going to zoom calls. So the, I'm a PE teacher. I have a, I have a you know, teaching credential, a PE teacher, but they're probably not going to be hiring a lot of teachers. So you kind of start, you know, freaking her out about survival and things like that. So you kind of get through that, kind of figure out where you can get through the, you know, the next month to make sure your family's okay. And then it's time to go find a job. Uh, I was very fortunate to, um, there were some jobs, a couple jobs out there. A lot of people reached out, was, which I felt really blessed about. And uh, I mean, intercom was one that's, that came to me and went down. It was real fast, went and checked the school out, 
We were a lot on the common goals together. Um, they were able to really get me on in the spring, which is pretty unprecedented of being able to make that happen. So I felt like uh, um, for them to be able to do that and get me in, get me, get me going, um, you know, during like, you know, like I said, when nobody's on campus, it was very, uh, very unique. So I was very, I felt very fortunate to get, um, get hired at Intercom. They got a, you know, great administration, great district, um, really like the mission of what they're about. Um, you know, academics and kids, very diverse, uh, you know, athletics plays a big part. So does extracurriculars. They've got a lot of cool programs over there, which I was really excited about. Um, so kind of jump on in there, um, not knowing that we would, we wouldn't be back in school at all, you know? Uh, and so I started doing zoom, you know, zoom's been our life here the last year, it seems like. So kind of learned the zooms and, uh, got to know the kids and, you know, it was really good for about the first, you know, two or three weeks of just getting to know them and how you doing, yada, yada. And then we, but we couldn't do anything. So finally in June, um, that kind of opened up where we could start doing, um, a workout. So we'd start bringing the kids in to start working out in early June, but with all the protocols, you had to have them in a groups of, um, 10. So we, uh, had about uh, at that time, about 120 kids signed up. So we had 12 different little groups, um, we had to be different spots. It was, it was just a lot. You were there all day long. Um, yeah. It's hard getting to know the kids. It was, you know, great getting to know the kids, all different, you know, grades, positions. I mean, kind of had them in groups of 10. So you really didn't know what you had kind of started working through that, got through the summer a little bit more. And then it started opening up a little bit more to like a 20 in a group. Um, we were never, we, we were in the weight room, like two weeks. And then we had to go outside. It was just every week was something you can't do this. You can't do that. Um, we've gone through buckets of wipes and, um, it's kind of funny. Sometimes you had to just kind of take a moment and laugh because it looked like a car wash of just wiping off all the med balls or the things. It's just, <laughs> just kind of comical, to be honest with you. You know, yeah. um, our kids would always check in and get their fever checked and answer some COVID questions. And I was real proud. So we started out in June and, you know, up to this day, we haven't had any issues. You know, we've done we still do the fever thing and all that. We haven't had any um, uh, issues related to our uh, you know, to our program, which has been great. So we kind of go through that and we're kind of looking at dates, you know, so you're kind of looking at, Hey, it looks like we're going to go on this date. So you're trying to plan to, you know, you kind of go like, well, normally start in August, but it's going to start here. So we're going to pretend like we're still in May and kind of start to adapt the program. And not only is it, um, you know, getting to know these kids, you know, through zoom and on, you know, the, in groups of 10, um, you know, I, I got a new staff too, as well. So I've got, you know, 10 new coaches who I know, but still trying to work them into the mix and trying to get everybody cleared and all that. Um, so we kind of go to our first one and then they bump it down the road another five months or, you know, so you kind of go that one and you go another one, supposed to be another month. So it's been really, it's really been really tough. And I think it's been really hard for us as coaches because we're the ones that got to be the ones in the, in the trenches with the kids, you know, like at our school, nobody's even on campus still, you know, so we're, I'm on campus every day. I feel like I'm working there, but I'm, you know, I'm only only ones, you know, a lot of the coaches, administrators are there too, but you know, you're in the trenches, you see it, you know, and you're with the kids and you see the faces and you see the, you know, these things happen as a teacher, you know, watching my zoom classes, like the first month they're, they're very active. How was your weekend? Hey, you know, they cut there's something to elaborate on. Now it's like, Hey, how was your weekend? You know, crickets, you know, Hey, you know, I heard, you know, crickets, you know, that's just, there's no thing. So as coaches went on, we really felt we were going to start back up in December. And when that didn't happen, um, a lot of us coaches in the um, state, um, Patrick Walsh at uh, Sarah in San Mateo, Jason Allenbaugh from uh, De La Salle, there's a guy named Ron Glacknick down in uh, San Diego. They kind of spurheaded uh, this um, um, coaches association and it was kind of with let them, let them play, let them play. So we were kind of with them. And there was a few of us from uh, um, Sacramento area, myself, um, Eric Cavalier from Oak Ridge, Jason Adams from Rockland. Joey Montoya from Placerville, from Placer, my bad, and uh, Trent Marzon from uh, Oakdale that kind of represented our section. But we went, we went to a lot of Zooms, a lot of meetings and got to look at what's going on and started talking like, you know, hey, there's nothing really going on in my program. We have nobody here. Nothing's going on with the COVID. And people aren't getting sick. Statistics are showing, you know, it's, you know, it's low. It's the, the kids are, uh, you know, they, the, the, the numbers are really, very low. So we started asking coaches around the state and we found out that all this stuff's being, um, ran well. It's, it was frustrating because we had, you know, 40, at that time, there was about 45 states that were playing and we were one of them that wasn't a couple, everybody's got a plan now, at least in place. Um, so we just really felt the kids have been out since March and they're really the one, everybody's had a chance to have a voice and the kids are the ones that really haven't had a chance. Um, they've been locked out of school. They haven't had any advocates really for them. Um, you know, they've been told, you know, they can't go back. Da, 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 da. And so, you know, myself having, a, um, you know, a senior daughter, 
you know, I have an eighth grade boy. I kind of see it myself at home, you know, just so it's been ripped away from them. And, and it's just really sad. You see their ups and downs, the highs and lows, you know, myself included, you know, we're all working me and my family and my wife works at home. I work at home and, um, you know, we, we have, it's good and bad. It's just up and down. It's just here and there. When's it going to stop? There's no end to the tunnel. Um, so we really felt uh, Pat really spearheaded it, but really said, you know, we have to really start fighting for these kids. So we really did a good job. I felt of uh, talking to our legislators and uh, people you know, influence in our communities and just really trying to get the, the data out there. Not, not, not really fighting COVID or getting into really that just showing that this is what kids are doing. It's safe. People have done it safe. We feel we're the experts on the front line as coaches. We just want the opportunity to show that we can do that. You know, if we can't do it, then, Hey, good. We, we will re, we'll reevaluate and figure our way to do it in the fall. But I really felt it was important to get something going in the spring to kind of take the bandaid off. So maybe we can get back to some normalcy back in, in, in August when we start. So uh, they did a great job and they were in you know litigation for a long time talking and we were told, Hey, next week it's going to go. And then that one didn't go. And then just been going down the line and we were kind of up to, uh, you know, two, I'd say a week and a half ago, you know, kind of to that last time where, Hey, we got to, you know, do it or not. And um, some things have letting up. So, you know, I think now, now, now there's this magic number. I don't know everything about everything, but I know we got to be under 14 to have this and that. So it's kind of funny how you look at the data and all that, but um, we're in Sac County and we went under today. So it's outstanding. So we're able to have a uh, contact sports in Sacramento County right now, you know, with, with obviously some protocols like our schools having, we have tests tomorrow. We're having COVID for our um, COVID test tomorrow before practice. Um, you know, we have to still wear masks and try to social distance as much as possible, but it's a nice opening and it's just been great. The kids have been, uh, real excited, you know, coming out, um, you know, so it's been, it's been fun. So this was the first, uh, last week was kind of an acclimatization week for us. And this week's going to be our first week in pads. Um, we got a six game schedule, so there's some normalcy. We're hoping to have a, a nice little, you know, season for the seniors that can finally, you know, have their little season. It's great for us as a program to kind of build our programs. It's the first, it's really the first time we've all been on the same field together. If that makes sense, it's just been so weird working in pods of 10. So it's the first time we've kind of had everybody together and, um, you know, kind of have those talks. And I think one of my things I really love about coaching is kind of having those character combine talks with your kids. If it's a team dinner or a leadership meeting, we really haven't had the opportunity to do that besides something on, on zoom. So it's kind of the first time we can kind of take a knee and look each other in the eye and kind of, you know, speak from the heart a little bit and, you know, kind of start building those relationships. So, I'm real excited for that. It's, it's, it's a, it's a lot um, because again, we can't go inside. Everything's done outside. Every kid comes half hour before practice gets scanned. And, you know, if we need equipment issues, equipment problems, we got to bring the kid to the door, walk up to the equipment room, come back, try it all. You know, so there's a lot of logistics going on. It seems like they change all the week, but, but we're just real excited for the kids. I mean, that's kind of what we've been fighting for. And I think if you're in the business of uh, coaching or education, I think, um, we lose a lot of, lot of sight sometimes on what's really important. And for me, it's about the kids. Um, so I always ask myself, you know, what's best for the kids. And sometimes that means it's not much harder on me. And sometimes it's a lot harder on me. And right now we're in one of those situations that it's going to take a lot more to have, give these kids these opportunities, but it's well worth it. It's well worth it seeing their faces. And when I'm looking, like I said, I'm real excited to kind of see them get a game in and kind of do some of that stuff. So that's kind of where we're at as a school and a real quick, uh, you know, thing, but uh, it's been a, a long ride since June, to be honest with you, you know, we're still going to go all the way. Our last game will be April 16th. So we're going to have a six week season, which would be seven weeks total from now. If hopefully everything goes right with everything, with all the testing and just everything in general. Uh, but just things you never thought about, you know, like um, transportation, we don't have 26 kids on a bus now. So now you're going to take extra buses, which means extra coaches on the bus. We have to check them in before they get there and back. You know, what do you do for water right now? All the kids bring their own water, which is fine. We space it out. They drink it. But in a game, we're going to have them have their own water they bring. And then we're thinking about having those small little bottles and have a you know, timeout. You run out there, you have a bucket full of full ones and dump, dump the trash ones in there. You know, little things come up all the time that you just don't think about, you know. What do you do for filming or, you know, the, the, you know, where there's no locker rooms. We can't get in the locker room. So where are we changing at? Um, are we sure everybody's got a girdle on or, you know, something on before we travel so nobody's you know, you know, exposing themselves. You know what I'm saying? Just things like that that you've never would have thought you'd be thinking of as a, as a football coach and over, you know, doing 20 or 30 years, you see a lot of stuff, you know, but this is a, a very unique, no, um, you know, no, no, uh, hasn't been done yet. So you don't really have a you know path of where it's at, but it's been nice. There's a lot of colleagues from, uh, you know, I've been fortunate to be involved in USA football and uh, through a lot of my Under Armour contacts, I've met a lot of uh, great coaches throughout the, the nation 
and it's been good kind of asking them questions. And I feel like we have a lot of uh, guidance on that. And then I think bringing this uh, coach association together that Pat did, we've all reached out to each other and trying to work and, um, you know, what, what are your protocol? Cause it, it, I don't know if you, know, you guys see them too. They're hard to, they're hard to figure out You're, where everybody wants to do the, the, the obey the rules, but some people don't know what the rules are. You, I can read them. You can read them. You know, Deb could read them and we could all interpret them different if that makes sense. So I think the coaches are doing a great job of kind of reaching out to one another and seeing what their district is and then going back to their district and telling them how they're doing it and kind of looking at the fine print. You know, um, we have one game, you have to have a bordering, um, counties to uh, be able to have a game because of, uh, I don't know, you just have to border county. So one, we were having a hard time finding a game. We, our first game is the 13th, which is next Saturday. Now this Saturday, but next Saturday yeah. against Clayton Valley and they're out of Concord. So you're like, there's no way Concord uh, borders Sacramento County. Well, it does buy a, like a bridge, like a Carquinas bridge hooks up. There's like a little strip. So it's just, you know, we're, we're I found out a lot about counties, which, which one's border just stuff you would never think of, you know, it's just been nuts, you know, um, but it's been a, it's been a you know crazy ride, wild ride. Um, but it's been you know it's been fun. It's been a, I think it's really test everybody's mental and really you know you know why we're why we're doing this is for the kids. So if it's about the kids and giving them opportunities, I'm all in. So I guess that's where I'm at on that one. Yeah, man, it's yeah. Uh, it's I wild. Just... It's wild just to listen to and mm. all the all the yeah. ups and downs of this entire thing. And um, yeah, I man, I, I completely agree. I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not coaching, but you know, in talking to coaches and hearing coaches and their different different opinions and, and ways they've gone about doing things, you know, it's something like we it's and it's something you know well, especially being up at Del Oro, where there was that really small town feel. Um, you couldn't really go anywhere, right, without someone recognizing you or knowing, oh, that's Coach Taylor from Del Oro. Yeah. And so it kind of goes back to the situation now. Kind of goes back to this idea of, hey, even if you're not on the field, on or off the field, like as a coach, you're still a leader in the community. And you're still a leader for your students and their families. And as difficult as this situation has been, it sounds like you've continued to lead, you know, even off the field when things have been, you know, difficult. And, and there may have been days where you're like, man, I, I don't want to do this anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, man, a lot of respect to you and all the other coaches that have continued to lead, whether it be doing the, you know, being involved with the Let Them Play campaign or the yeah. Coaches Association, whatever it may be, or just staying involved with your athletes. Like we just have a lot of respect for you guys because it's, we know it's not easy. And, you know, we've just yeah. seen a lot of great leadership during this time. Appreciate that. Yeah. 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 I didn't, well, coach, you were saying you may, I didn't even think about this with COVID and, you know, athletes and sports. I haven't coached softball in quite a few years now. I'm still athletic, you know, I'm an assistant athletic director at Sheldon, but I didn't even think about for team sports, the whole water bottles. Like, obviously you have to have your own water bottle, you know, obviously changing up the locker rooms. Cause I'm a PE teacher there. So I'm like, okay, cool. If we go back hybrid, like no one can change in the locker room. So there's that, but just, I mean, you have so many people, you know, you have so many boys on your team, like football players. Yeah. So I'm like, you have to distance, you have to, there's so, I feel like being a coach is like harder than ever now <laughs> in yeah, terms of trying to get a plan. I and mean, we're, you know, we're good about, you know, making plans and putting them in place. And I think that's, you know, that's good, but it just seems like they, they either change every week or like one week it was like, you know, we were going the weight room. So we had a whole workout set up for the weight room. And then at noon that day, it's like, well, by the way, coach, uh, you can't go inside today. You can't go in the weight room. I'm like, well, okay. I'm there. We start in two hours. So I had to, you know, move all the weight. How do you move all the weight equipment out? You got to wipe it out, you know, just, so you make adjustments and do all that, you know? Um, and it's just part of it. You kind of get used to it, but just a lot of, you know, but it's like, it's like a game. We get a lot of ups and downs and you just gotta, you can complain about it, which, you know, you might complain for about, you know, a couple seconds, but you know, you either can complain and not do it or, you know, make the adjustments and get your kids better. So that's kind of what we chose to do. And uh, like I said, it's like, I kind of feel like we're like in the yeah. Light of the tunnel now, or at least we can get some competition. And, you know, I think that's, you know, that must say that's the only reason you do that. I, I think people lose sight of games, you know, there's only like in football, 10 games located, you know, mm -hmm. so that's only 10 games. So, you, you know, it's a, it's about the other, three, you know, 300, you know, 40 something days that, uh, you know, they're important. If it's just about the games, you should you know, for the wrong reasons, you know, right. you got to face adversity, right. I feel to, you know, get stuff in life. So I think these kids will always remember, I think everybody will remember this year. We just, we just see things clearing up. We hope it continues to clear up and we hope there's a, you know, a little more light in the tunnel. We, you know, I know myself, we need to get kids back in school. We need to get them on campus. Um, you know, and, uh, I just, you know, we, like I said, we're going to go on a, you know, I think here in a couple, couple weeks, we're going to go on a year where kids haven't been in, in on campus or, you know, in, in a classroom at, you know, our school at Intercom. So, you know, for me, I mean, there's a lot of debate on that as well. And there's teachers unions and all this, and I don't really want to get into that, but just from my point of view, you know, I just, I believe kids need to be kids and, 
Um, you know, the, the rate of their uh, spreading is very, very low. So I feel like, you know, we need to get them back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm curious too, because last, when you were on our show last time, something that I, I really wanted to talk to you about last time was this idea of community, because I remember I was talking to you about, Hey, I, I love how you, you do these barbecues with your coaching staff. And I, I love how you do these team dinners with your teams. And so obviously that's always been a big part of who you are and how you coach yeah. this year, as you've already mentioned, you're in these 10 kid pods. You're not really having an interaction. Like how, how challenging has that been for you? And then how challenging has it been for, you know, your athletes and your coaches, like seeing them when you're, when you're so used to that tight knit community, like how difficult has that been? Yeah, it's been really, that was really hard. You know, I think, especially when you're a new coach, you really just want to get to know people on a personal level, get to know their names. You know, I don't know if at Intercom across the street, there's a real big park, you know? So I was like, Hey, you know how I'm going to cook some, they were, they were driving in to grab their books and stuff. So I'm like, Hey, I'm going to cook some hot dogs over here and just have them come in families and introduce myself. So they know who I am. And I couldn't do any of that. Um, I'm usually have my coaching and then back to the coaching staff, coaching staff, you know, you can't have big gatherings. So I, I'm usually have like big blowout barbecues in the summer to get to know the staff and the families. Cause I want the Corner, staff right? family. Couldn't do that. You know, so just, it's just different, unique. So like a lot of it's been on zoom and it's just, just different, you know? So that's what we're kind of behind the eight ball on. So we're excited to do a little bit more on that. I feel we've done a, I really feel we've done in our, in our, with our shoes, we got to wear, I felt like we've done a great job of what we, what we can do. We've been on top of everything. We've been uh, looking to, you know, how far can we go and how far can we push it? Can we do these and really ask questions and make sure we're doing it? Um, like I said, I think our administration and district are really doing a good job. And the more I talk to other coaches, I feel like we're, I'm not saying we're ahead, but, you know, I'm glad that our district and administration are working for us to get back and, you know, getting that going. But yeah, it's just, it's just very unique. I mean, I, I can't, you can't do anything with the kids. I mean, I, you know, just little, because, because they're, yeah, that, being the, that they went out of their tin potted break protocol, but you know, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's just interesting. You know, you guys see it. It's just, um, you know, the funny part is, you know, we have, when they get on campus, we spread them all out and do stuff. But what people don't get is they all ride on the same van. They all come in, in a van eight of them will jump out, we social distance them, then they jump right back in the van, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's just, like I said, sometimes you just got to laugh a little bit, man, have some fun with it and just say, Hey man, keep, keep grinding, man. It's going to work out, you know, just, you know, keep positive and it'll go, but it's obviously been a very unique, um, you know, you know, book worthy probably season to be honest with you. Oh yeah. yeah for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, and then you said earlier, coach, you know, just even with your, um, you know, your PE classes, I think you were saying just, you know, energy for a little bit. And then now it's like, you're like, how was your weekend? And they just nothing like I similar, same, like I'm trying to liven up the conversation. I'm trying to throw in some fun questions. And, um, you know, today I, I actually, um, I tell Josh this, that every, before every class, I ask them like a warm up question and they can type in the chat box or they can unmute or, or whatever. And I ask them, um, what do you wish your teachers knew about how distance learning is affecting you? And most, yeah. And most of the answers were, um, I don't think our teachers realize how unmotivated we are. I don't think they realize that our social skills are deteriorate. They use the word deteriorating. I was so proud of them. I was like, Oh, he used that word. Right. It's like, you know, just so just some really sad things. They were being very honest about it. And I knew they weren't doing great, but I didn't realize it was that bad, at least for the poll of my four yeah. sophomore PE classes. That's what they said. Yes. So it's just, that's why I think it's yeah. very important to kind of get some sports out there, some more activities, get them out and about and get them around other other youth you know and, and kind of go from there you know it's uh i don't know it's interesting you know it, it takes a long time to build a culture on I mean, if you think about there's another one to think about so because they've been out of school a whole year um mm -hmm. you had fresh when they were in school you had freshmen right those uh, freshmen next year what's well, like so when we stopped there was a freshman class right. yeah. okay so that freshman class are going to be juniors when we start in mm -hmm. uh, in a in a um in august right yeah. And then you have this year's freshman will be sophomores and you'll have eighth graders going in. So you're going to have three grades wow. that haven't really been on campus. So right. how much do you really know about your culture? And then you have the sophomores leading your school. So you got to do a lot of rebuilding or have things in place to, to rebuild those things. Cause there's a lot of times like when you're at Del Oro for 15 years and after maybe at your school, there's things we do, there's fight song, there's, 
There's just things you do and it kind of goes with there. And they built those throughout the years. Well, you know, you go, come on, let's do this. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was, I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't here. I'm new to the school. I, what are you talking about? I've been on some zoom calls. I, you know, I saw something on a, you know, on, on social media or whatever. They, they do not, they have not walked the line for those years. So we're going to have basically three real unexperienced classes when we start in the fall next year. And it's going to be very interesting to see how schools um, continue to build, develop those. I mean, the, the time to, you talking about the time to really kind of be there and be impactful as a, as an educator and a teacher is going to be this next, uh, this next one when they, and there's a lot of kids I know on my team and throughout the state that have really, you know, it's, it hasn't worked for them. They, 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 um, the grades are terrible. I can't tell you how many times in my zooms that I've seen kids, you know, feeding other kids, you know, or they, they're, they're in charge of their families. Um, mm-hmm. I've been on meetings where single parents are, um, moms at work buying cameras for the three kids on different spots to watch them work. And, you know, they're not, they're not doing the right work. It looks like they're working, but they're playing games or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's really hard. And I know at our school, it really spiked in our district. So usually it's like a bell curve, you know what I mean? And ours is either real, doing really well or really bad. I mean, there's no like happy medium, you know? And so I think that, you know, back to that, that just, it works for some people, the social, the, the um, virtual, you know, um, you know, I, I know doing my master's, I did it online and it worked, but I go, you know, it can work for some people, but it's not good. All It's not all good. There's a, something about that, um, you know, escaping on campus, being around kids. Some of these kids don't have great homes to where their outlets go into school, you know? So it's been kind of frustrating looking at, uh, and my mind's changed over the last eight months. Cause I was like, Hey, come on, you can do it. You know, get through. That's no excuse. But the more I talk to these kids and see their situations at home, parents out of the house or, you know, families moving in together, um, you know, things like that. There's a lot on these kids right now, you know, and, um, you know, we got to get them out and about just from the mental illness, depression, you know, sui- there's more people dying of teenage suicide than there are of t- COVID deaths of, t- of teenagers, you know, so people just lose track of all that. It's a lot of, you know, it's just those developing years that are so dang important. And, um, you know, that's why I think the more we can provide opportunities with sports and get them on campus and extracurriculars and all that type of stuff, we got to continue to fight that fight. Absolutely. Yeah. When, yeah. And something we've talked about quite a bit. And something you touched on is obviously you as a coach, you know, I I know, I know like for you, Casey, specifically, you're, you just said earlier, you're you're not, your only goal is not to win games and win banners and championships. Like that's, that's something that you've done and you're great at, but your big, your biggest focus is the kids is developing better people, better, better young men who play for your football teams. And with you being a coach, who's also a teacher, We've always said that when you look at when you play sports, like when I play sports, I know when Deb played sports, coach, I'm sure the same for you. You're around during your season, you're around your coaches. And then if they're a teacher, you're around your coaches and teacher more than your own parents during a season. Right. So for you guys, when that influence is taken out of their life, there's like this massive gap that would be normally filled with a lot of positivity that's not there anymore. And so, like you said, and it starts having this trickle down effect where you know, maybe them being on the field would help with that, with that mental, um, their mental health. Well, they don't have that anymore. And so now they're stuck at home and they can't get away and they're not around that positive influence. And you start looking at it that way and this trickle down effect. And it really has some, I think, catastrophic effects on all the athletes and their families. It's, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty brutal. No doubt about it. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh man, I, I had a thought too. I forgot. I lost yeah. it. I forgot. Uh, no, <laughs> it's it's like, I did. <laughs> well, coach earlier, earlier, you said, you know, just going back to, you know, I, I like talking PE stuff with other PE teachers, because <laughs> I'm like, are you going through the same thing? Because at the beginning, I was too, like, you guys just, you know, suck it up, do this, do that. Like I was barking at them a lot. And while I still hold them to, you know, the rules about their, ca- you know, just cameras and courteousness, and I need to see you work out so I can give you points. I don't, I'm not like, I feel like I'm less harsh. Like I'm a little more soft in terms of like, okay, what's going on? Talk to me. Tell me in the chat box. Like I'm not, I normally I would just remove them from class. Okay. Bye. You're not going to follow the rules, but it's like, they have so much stuff going on. I see my high school kids with the one-year-old sibling on their lap while I'm talking and then typing to me like, oh, I have to go change their diaper, stuff like that. It's crazy. Feed them that, you know, and then yeah. there's some fun ones. Sorry, you know? I think like, I'm freezing. We have like workouts and we have a, uh, like one girl was had her video and she's out running in her backyard, you know, and she's got two little siblings running with her. So I'm like, you yeah, know, that's yeah. so cool. You know, awesome. there's this girl, she's a freshman in high school. Yeah. She's got two little siblings at home and she's, 
you can tell that she's kind of helping them with everything. And, you know, so there's been some good ones. And then, but then you also see the ones that are, yeah. you know, they'll mess up with their cameras a lot and they're just like, oh, you know, or sleeping or they, you know, and it's, we're to the point now, you know, if your camera's off, yeah. you know, we know you, you know, come on, man, you know, it's kind of one of those, so it's, you know, and it is what it is, yeah. you know, so it's just, but it's just trying to connect with those guys. And like I said, our school has been good. We've had some, uh, like academic enrichment programs to try to help and reach out on different levels. And we've got some, uh, you know, trying to get them reconnected and, you know, not falling too far. Cause I think what one of the problems with, with kids in school, just, I know tracking football players for 25 years is they'll start off bad and they'll get, you know, if you think about it, like, you know, 90% is an A, 80 is a B goes down and, and 60 is a D. So 50 and below is an F. Well, what happens is the guys will give up and they'll really get like a five, which isn't really an F it's like an R or a T or a Z, you know, don't say it's so bad that you can't catch up. So what happens is they get so far down that they know they can't catch up. So they kind of quit, you know, so they've got to put some good stuff in our district where you kind of get some, uh, some chances to have some credit recovery, you know, and kind of get back on the thing and get going, which I think has been really good. A couple of guys have really uh, taken advantage of that because they had like a tough month, but now it's kind of getting better. You know, things have, you know, people have moved or, mo- you know, whatever has happened, their situation has changed a little bit. And I know now with football coming back, they've got to be cleared and some things got to be in place. And they've been a lot more, you know, on it now that they know there's a little more carrot on the end of it, you know. So that's why I think the more we can have more outlets for kids and more rewards and those types of things, the better, you know. And like I said, I'm hoping this is just a, a nice little take the Band-Aid off to figure out how to do it. So when we get back in, you know, the fall, it's, you know, I mean, I, I know it ain't going to be 100% the same, but you know, as close as we've had it the same to where we can, you know, do what we do because like, like back to, you know, team talks, you know, I've always felt like, you know, the kids really don't know what you know until they know you care, you know? So, you know, until you, until you really bond with them and they know you love them and you care about them and it's not just the game, it don't really matter until they all buy in that on that, on that, on that level. And like I said, we, you know, we, we've, uh, we've focused a lot off the field and just the relationships because, once we know they believe in what we're about and we're not going to leave them, you know, I mean, you know, 65, 68% of the kids in America, they don't have a positive male role model in their life, mm-hmm. you know, so they, but they've seen guys come and males come and go maybe good, bad, this and that. So they don't really trust a lot of trust a lot of people, you know, so it really takes some time to build that. Some of them are really fast and kids lock right onto you, but some take a long time to kind of really, you know, I call it like marinade. It's like, it's like a long smoke, you know, it takes a long time, a lot of ups and downs. And that's why you have to have a, a lot of different people on your staff that can kind of help out a little bit and kind of go. And it might not, you know, you know, as me, I'm always on them. So, you know, they might not relate totally with me or what I'm about. I mean, they're going to respect me and they're going to know I care, but they might relate to somebody on my staff a little more because they've got some, the same common things or, you know, what have you. So you need to have those people. So when I put a staff together, it, it really ain't about X and O's. It's about, Hey, tell me your story. You know, I want somebody on my staff that, you know, has kind of had some adversity in their life, you know, and, um, they're about kids and they're passionate and they want to make a difference in kids' lives. And then we'll take you know, the football part will take care of itself. And I think that's where a lot of coaches make mistakes is they're so worried about the football side and it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's going to come, you're going to work them. We're, we're going to work our butt off on the X and O's and get them. And we feel we can scheme with anybody, but it's about them playing hard for you, playing for one another, loving one another. And uh, we got to put them in a spot to play. And it's going to come down to when you play a good team, it's going to come down to eight or 10 plays, you know, and if you make them, you win. And if you don't, you don't, you know, and, you know, I mean, I think the, the biggest, like my, in my career, we've won a lot, you know, we've won a lot, but the biggest one I, so we were state champs one year and we were two and six and fighting inner turmoil parent, you know, we finally figured it out. Once we figured it out in, in our, in our house where we were all, Hey, we're, we're there, you know, we're, we're, we're real close, you know, but we're just enough little fighting here and there. We end up going four and six made the playoffs, you know, we're like, a, I don't know what seed we were, a bad seed. We won the whole thing, won the section, won the NorCal and won the state. And it just shows you that, you know, what was the difference between that two and six team to the, you know, the, the, the 10 and six state championship team? I, I really don't know. You know, we won eight straight and we lost four straight. You know, I mean, just the difference was we, we cared about one another. We loved one another. We didn't care who got the credit. We were going to work hard together. We were going to enjoy the ride. We were about the process. We weren't cared about the outcome. We turned off the no, the no, the, the noise from behind. And uh, next thing you know, you're getting on a streak and you're playing better, you know? So, you know, I, that was a very, um, you know, eye-opening thing, you know, and I've also like, even before that, about four years before that, we had some very talented juniors that were coming back their senior year and they just weren't doing things right. There was four of them, four all league guys. One was an all state guy. 
and they just were, they were pushing it, pushing it, but they weren't showing up. And, and you could just feel that it was just, wasn't fun. It was, uh, they were just kind of their own guys. So we got rid of them and people were like, what are you doing? You got rid of your best four players, you know, and it was a addition by subtraction. We had yeah. our team chemistry went up. Our kids started working harder. They were so, you could just feel like it was a, 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 a wow. something off everybody's back. You know what I mean? It wasn't just the coaches. It was just the kids like, thanks coach. Nobody's there's like, I don't want to call them bullies by no means. But you know, that bully kind of gets caught, you know, and whatever. Yeah. It was yeah. kind of like that, you know, and it was just like a, a nice, you know, era. We started working harder and we ended up, you know, we ended up winning the section that year, you know, because of, you know, just the younger guys got opportunities that they wouldn't have gotten, but we were just playing for one another. And that's kind of what it's about. You know, I mean, I've had, you know, my, mo my most talented teams haven't won, you know, it's, I mean, you know, they've, they've been close and they lost in the playoffs, but I mean, the teams that have won haven't really always been the, you know, yeah, we had seven guys that were, you know, all American would played in college. I mean, there, a lot of our teams at Del Oro, there might be one or two guys that went to a smaller school and didn't really have great college careers, you know? Yeah. So a lot of it was just built off of that. And even at Capitol, same thing, you know, we had a, we had a lot of talent over there, but the other year we won it. Um, I don't know if that was the most talented of the three years I was there, but I know that was the team that was the closest and really cared about one another and really bought into that team concept. The other two years we were kind of always fighting that, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. We were close, but just never got it, you know? Yeah, that's. I'm glad yeah. you said that because I think that's so important for other other coaches to hear, especially young coaches. I think it would be easy for them to get wrapped up in the X's and O's and think, yeah. I got to yeah. make sure we get all of that stuff right. We got to make sure we have the smartest, most football-minded coaches on the staff when a lot of it is like, you got to make sure the chemistry is right. You got to make sure that team culture is right. You got to make sure that the personalities, there aren't personalities that are weighing the team down and holding them back. And so I think, and obviously your track record you know, speaks for itself because you've been so successful. And so um, but I, I love hearing that because I think it would be, especially as competitors, right? Like we all want to win. So I think it would be easy if you're starting off your coaching career, just to want to stack the deck and get the best, you know, best sports minds on your team. And if, if it doesn't work chemistry wise, then that whole thing is going to fall apart and it's going to become this massive mess, which is going to be more of a right. headache for you as a head coach. Right. Yeah. Also, I wanted to point this out too. We've had a, I don't know if you knew this coach, but Daniel Thomas, one of your former players. Yes, I heard he won the, won the, the big tournament you guys had. <laughs> he did. He did. And I was trying to get him, we, we sent him a, uh, like a mini like championship belt. Yeah. And I was trying to get him to admit that he liked that better than his, uh, his section ring, but he wouldn't okay. do it. So, uh -oh. so you win, you win. Yeah, I saw him on the corners handing out. He was a vote for me, vote for me out here in Placer County. So <laughs> you're allowed to do that. He was out twirling signs. Okay. <laughs> and I think he was selling votes. So you might want to recall that boat again. I don't know. Maybe, you know, it was, uh, that, that whole thing was so crazy. I'm going to let him have it. We'll watch him yeah. next year though. <laughs> He's a great kid. You know, another good example of uh, just a great kid that worked hard, comes from a great family. Um, you know, he played, he played for us as a, as a, as a, as a sophomore yeah. and kind of junior kind of went through that thing where, you know, he was, he, he was developing, but he wasn't going to be a division division one guy. He finally figured that out, but he's a great, you know, contributor section championship. He went to the JC route. Went up to, um, I want to say it was Eastern Oregon or Eastern Washington or one of those. Sounds Had a great good. career up there. Played well. Came back. He went right into that cryotherapy. Got back involved in our at our program at Del Oro. Kind of was trying to figure out what he was going to do. Found a niche in uh, the training. He's doing a great job up here. He's uh, one of the top yeah. ones up here in Placer County. So I'm real proud of him. It's, as a coach, when you when you see your kids, um, you know everybody says how you know how successful you were. It's really just you really don't know until they leave your program. You know, we've had guys like Daniel that have, you know, bought in, done great, got that. We want to get them their degree, you know? So we always preach to them that if you stay in school, if you, if you finish one year of school, you got a 60% chance of graduating college. But if you stay in two years, you got like an 86% chance. So mm. we always told them, Hey, find a way to play two play two years of football somewhere. And that means you're going to get your degree. You know, that's always what we harped on. So he got his degree. He's doing great things. I know he just got married to a beautiful girl and yeah real happy he's doing a great job but those are success stories you know so you look back at him and you go you look at it and you know and you could tell he has great parents and everything was good and he was he was on it in that classroom and he he knew what he's doing back then and I'm not surprised he's where he's at but you know that's a coach you're like hey good you know right on you know there's a good one right there he he got some stuff out of our program to make him a better a better guy so I'm real proud of Dan he does a great job and real proud of him yeah, no, we, we love Daniel and, and everything he's doing. In fact, when he when he reached out about being on the podcast, I had no idea who he was. I just saw the, uh, you know, I saw we had the common connection and I figured based on some of his posts that he was a former player of yours. And so you were the first text I sent. I said, hey, man, this dude reached out. I said, I know nothing about him. Like, what do you think? And you're like, didn't even hesitate. It's like, oh, he's a great guy. He'll be great yes. on the podcast. I'm like, all right, if Coach Taylor says it, it's good enough for me. So, and he, and he hasn't yeah. disappointed. And look at look at him now. He has a, he has a championship. I know. 
I might have to go take a piece of that belt. Hey, <laughs> you guys, you, this year you might be going head to head with them, man. So yeah. <laughs> we'll have to make that happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe next time, whoever wins next, we can make them a ring, Josh, like yeah. a championship ring. I don't think so. Instead of a belt. I think the belt's that probably be where it's going to stay. Any, any, uh, <laughs> yeah, if I hit the lottery or something, maybe we'll do the rings instead. But right now, we're gonna stick with this uh, with the the little belt. It works for us. Hey, um, little belt. <laughs> let me ask you this, coach. How? So obviously, you said in a couple of weeks you'll have your first game of this season. Yeah. Have you even thought about how weird that's gonna be? I mean, obviously, you've had a lot of special moments under the under yeah. those Friday night lights. But have you imagined like this time stepping out on the field for the first time at night and how surreal that's gonna be? Yeah, it's going to be unique. You know, I think it'll hit me a little more game week. You know, I think we're just so uh, locked in. To, um, once we kind of got the word we could go, it was just we had to, we got told like on the weekend we could do it. So Monday we had to go out gear. Tuesday we started. This was last week. Um, kind of we had to, we have to have two two days of helmets, three days of shoulder pads and helmets. And now this week we're full week. Um, it's kind of it's coming so fast. And then you start making lists of things you need, like back to the water and how do you know two to four. We're hoping to get two to four family members in per kid and, you know, you're kind of, you're doing all the logistics and things like that. So you're not really thinking about it, but, you know, obviously I think, you know, especially for me being my first game there, um, you know, kind of, you know, sometimes like you got to slow down and kind of look at really my transition since March, you know, of uh, kind of what happened at Capitol and being where I'm at now, it's, I haven't really slowed down. And sometimes I sit down and process and go, wow, I can't believe kind of what's happened the last year, you know, it's just kind of, you know, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, so I think it'll kind of hit me a little bit that night. You know, I always tell my coaches that, you know, it's game night. You just always got to kind of, you know, we're all focused on what we do. Sometimes you just got to take a deep breath and look around and kind of bring it in a little bit. I'm sure that'll happen there, um, but it will be unique. It'll be different. Um, we're playing, uh, we're going to play Clayton Valley out of Concord, who were state champs. At, at a, I don't know what division it was, but they beat all Grove last mm -hmm. year in the NorCal's and then went down and won the state championship. So they're a top, you know, 40 team in the state. So we're going to have our hands full right off the bat, which I like. I yeah. think another thing that I've done through the years, I really like to play great competition. Um, I just feel like if you can get in the playoffs, you know, you're gonna have a chance to win. Like I said, that state year, we were four and six. People don't remember really your record. They know if you won it or not. So we've had a lot of success of playing great things. But I think when you play great teams, you learn a lot about your team. You find out what you can do good and what you can't. And I face you face adversity. And, you know, we got you going through a lot of those things. You're going to face it. And I think that um, when you play real good teams, once you get down the road and you get kind of the teams that are normal, they, people slow down for you and those types of things. And I think it's just great atmosphere college atmosphere for kids you know we played so many good teams around the nation you know you know there's a lot of the kids playing on uh sundays and saturdays so we played you know and it's just kind of cool having those experiences versus playing a team that's very inferior and winning 50 nothing and thinking that you've really accomplished something you know so yeah. so we're going to find out real quick and you know it's going to be interesting and uh you know, and then again, I don't know why I do it sometimes because if you, if you play close games or you lose or this and that, then everybody's complaining, parents and this and that, and then you're right back in another thing. But again, it's another learning, learning, a uh, learning moment to get through and go. So we're real excited. We got, we got, you know, we got a tough schedule. We're going to play Clayton Valley out of Concord. Like I said, who's going to be, you know, state ranked, probably top, you know, 30 or 40. And then we have a couple league games. We're going to play uh, at Bella Vista, our second game. And then we're going to have a, um, our JV team is going to play at West Park with tenors team on a Thursday. Oh, and then cool. Friday we're going to be oh. at we're going to play Grant Grant at uh at at Intercom. First time those two have played, so I'm real excited. So there's a uh, you know two real big schools right there that we're going to be playing right off the bat. And then we play um, at Wood Creek in Roseville. And then we're at home versus Antelope. And then we're at Yuba City to finish it off. So we're real excited for six weeks. It's going to be a great schedule. You know, some big games and uh, tough teams, and uh, we'll see where we're at. And then we're kind of treating it like a college spring spring practice. You know, obviously we want to win all the games, and we're going to go in to win. But we also want, like I said, we want to first have a fun experience. It's our first time out there. Um, I really want to learn all the logistics of how it's run and what this and that's going to be different with not having locker rooms and all that type of stuff. Just kind of little things that we need to know. Um, you have to give the seniors a great experience, but really develop some of our younger players. So when we come back in the fall, we've kind of got our, our, our niche. we got a lot of very talented young players in our program that we're excited to, to show off here in the spring. But really down the road, we'll have, you know, two or three years with some of these kids that are going to be real special people that you're going to see uh, hopefully on and off the field, but you're going to, you know, going to know their names. So that's kind of our MO right here and, you know, working with our coaches. I think it's just a great opportunity for us, especially where we're at in our program. I really feel sorry for some of the programs that are very senior dominated. You know, I know Oak Ridge had a, you know, a real good, you know, an Oak Ridge graduate. So I know them pretty well, but they, uh, 
you know, they had a great year last year and won it, and they were going to return probably a team that was better than last year with a quarterback that was going to Syracuse, and he had to leave early, you know. I know Folsom's a quarterback. Left. There's some kids that have left, you know, and it's a shame that, you know, some of those seniors had to, you know, couldn't have that full season, but I think everybody's excited to, to be able to get these six games in and, or, you know, five, some teams will play five, some will play six, and we just hope everybody stays healthy so everybody's able to get the games, which, uh, you know, obviously with where we're at, you know, if there's some issues with COVID, it could, you know, alter some things like it has with other sports. But, um, you know, we're hoping to, you know, we're going to, we're going to stick to our protocols and do things right. And hopefully that'll be enough. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. That's awesome. Are they coach? You, you won't be able to have fans. Is yeah. That- they're talking right now. We're, 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 we're trying to propose is to have two to four fans. Like each get everybody will get tickets. They get like two or four, you get two up to four. Oh. For like graduation yeah for like uh, for players and they can kind of give it and then when you come in you, you'd social distance you know wear a mask where you're at and that'd be home the one unique thing is you know it's like you know there's gonna be no snack bar no you know nothing like that um i even think i don't even think they're gonna charge for the people to come in to be honest with you because they're gonna be giving out those tickets and things like that so those are some things we're working out um i don't know if you've been to intercom but there's like there's no uh there's a fence that goes around and there's like Nothing to stop. It's going to be like Cheapskate Hill at uh, Cal Bears, you know, up at the Cal Berkeley. I mean, it's, I know it's going to be packed, you know, just yeah. around the around the, around the fence because it's a pretty good seat, to be honest with yeah. you, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be kind of interesting to see how that all works. And it's just funny, you know. So, yeah. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to, that's what we're hoping to do. It's still got to go through the district and all that. And, um, but, um, you know, I, th- I think once we get down to get everybody in red and get under that seven number, which I don't really know what that's, you know, if we get that under seven, just the number we were told. So if we get under seven, then, you know, that the testing alleviates, things kind of alleviate a little bit. I know a lot more stuff opens up. So I hope that kind of helps out. So we're hoping by the first or second week we're in that stage. So make it, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, you know, real good shot of getting through this thing safely. Yeah, no, it's it's funny too that you mentioned the uh, the hill where all these fans are going to be because I was actually just just joking with my brother last time the last uh, high school football game we went to was when last or a couple years ago when De La Salle played Folsom at Folsom, yeah, and uh, we for some reason we had no concept of how crowded that game would be. We got there and they're like, yeah, you're not getting tickets, yeah. and so we just made our way up to that hill on the on the visitor yeah. side. So I imagine a school like Folsom too is going to be pretty packed on that hill. Yeah. You yeah. know, you know, you know, it's going to be funny inside. It'll be all social distance with masks and up there they'll be up there with their lounge chairs with their coolers and yeah you know, playing music i mean you know it's just comical sometimes you know how it all works yeah. that might be a more uh, a more enjoyable place to be anyway so yeah why, why bother with the tickets man just go, <laughs> no, go to the hill <laughs> no be interested it'll be fun there'll be some good stories coming out of it oh for sure yeah exciting no i was just say congratulations on just yeah. that upcoming season and i'm 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 a we're excited for you and we're just excited yep. for kids to too. just start playing and yeah. you guys coach and just do your thing again. Yeah. 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 No, it's um, yeah, we're definitely excited. I, I completely yeah. agree with what Deb just said. Um, yeah. Obviously coach, we want to be respectful of your time, cool. uh, but obviously we, we've, we've talked to you about what character means to you, but um, any, any final thoughts, any final words for parents, families, athletes, coaches before we, uh, before we get out of here? I just think, you know, in these times, you just got to keep fighting, you know, there's going to be some high lows and high lows in it. I, you know, my thing in life is just, you you know, you have that straight line in your life and you just never want to go too low or too high, kind of stay right there at that line. I think when people can figure out to stay close to that, you got a good shot of being consistent in life. I think when people dip, they, uh, they get too low, too low, and it gets too far where you can't get out or they get too high, too high. And it's hard to continue that, you know? So, you know, I just think we got to keep fighting the fight and, uh, you know, my fight's for kids, you know, so that's kind of what I'm about. And, you know, as long as I'm, uh, you know, hopefully around or, you know, teaching and coaching, that's what's about. I'm an advocate for kids. I want what's best for kids. Um, and I think we just got to, anytime you feel like, you know, I, I'm tired, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. That sucks or whatever, you know, Hey, what's best for kids. And, that, and if you, it's a pretty easy answer every time because you know, the answer what's best. And like I said, sometimes it doesn't, it, it just takes a little bit of work with I've had that. Yeah, perfect. I like that. Sometimes it sucks. You got to dig a ditch and get in there and put a lot of hours in and try to do some things and fight some fights and be the advocate for the voiceless, which is our kids right now, you know. And like I said, uh, from all my football players to uh, I have a, you know, I have a, my daughter Jaden is a, you know, a, a senior at Del Oro. So I see it on a, a girl and I see it on a boy. Um, 
you know, and then I've got, you know, so I've seen that and it's, it's hard, you know, it's a lot of ups and downs, you know, and, and then I see, you know, with an eighth grade boy, that's going to be a freshman. He's going to walk on a campus next year with, you know, three classes that have never been there on campus before. And, you know, and he's got to try to navigate his way in this new culture that everybody's going to be talking about that he don't know nothing about and they don't either, you know, you know, so, you know, so I'm excited on both hands and, you know, this and that, but, you know, I, like I said, I just, hope everybody stays safe. And I hope we hope, I really just hope and pray this season goes off well with, you know, there's going to be some, don't give me, there's going to be some, you know, some, some things are going to come up, you know, um, I even saw Whitney had, had an issue with COVID today in the paper. So there's going to be some things, but I'm hoping we can find ways to get through it. And with our protocols to kind of really get that going and not only football, I know baseball starting and I know our cross country people are going, there's a lot of sports at our school that are going, that are going around the region, really all sports. I hope we really get that test run, so we can get back to some real normalcy next fall. That, that, that's my hope. That's my hope. And, uh, you know, I just keep tell the coaches, hey, keep fighting the fight, man. If you don't do it, somebody else will, you know. And like I said before, there's not many positive role models out there. And um, when you get in the job of coaching, it's, it's a very powerful position, I feel it can be. And it's either going to be for a positive manner or a negative manner. So if you're not in it for the positive way and want to advocate for those kids, you're in the wrong profession. And I'd appreciate you getting out of it. Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. That could have been a whole, we should have started with that coach. That's like a whole, that's a whole topic. We could talk about it <laughs> next time you're on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, where, can, where can they follow your team and all that stuff Great. on social media? Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Where can they, where can they follow you guys on social media? Oh, where can they? Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we're, I know we're on Twitter. Again, I, I should know more of this, but we're on Twitter. <laughs> we're on Twitter on there. So I think it's at, um, at intercom, it's intercom um, underscore football FB. Okay. We'll be in there and uh, that's about it right now. Again, we're still trying to find a, you know, we haven't been, we have a great technology department at our school and we have a broadcasting thing and just the band, you know, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that we haven't been able to figure out. So yeah, pretty much on Twitter right now. So we'll be out there and, you know, we have a, we have a great uh, following around the um, city. I think our, you know, SACB and our local, uh, our local news stuff goes. So we'll, we'll, we'll be putting stuff out there. Like I said, we're hopefully going to, you know, have a good, 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 good time here. We're going to play hard and get better every week and uh, hopefully stay safe. That's our goal. Perfect. Well, we're yeah. definitely, we're definitely rooting for you guys, coach. Deb, yeah. where can they follow us? Yeah. You guys can follow us on Twitter at sports character, Instagram at character combine. And we're on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel as well. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Awesome coach. Well, thank right, you so right. much. And, Thanks, uh, coach. and the family and good uh, talking to you guys. It was good talking to you too. Take care. Right. Take care. Bye. Thanks coach. You're welcome.